Welcome to a special episode of Cup of Cubby Blue, your series-by-series check-in for Cubs news, updates, and banter. We're an official podcast of Bleed Cubby Blue, which is part of the SB Nation family of team sites. You can find us on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe for the most up-to-date content. You can also find us on bleedcubbyblue.com and follow podcast-related content on our Twitter account at Cup of Cubby Blue. I'm Sarah Sanchez. I cover the Cubs at Bleed Cubby Blue. And today we are looking back on the draft with the deputy managing editor of Bleed Cubby Blue, Josh Timmers. How's it going, Josh? Uh, It's good. Thanks for joining me again. Um, Just to note, Andy could not join us this afternoon, but she will be back with the podcast tomorrow, just in time for the St. Louis Cardinals to come into town. So make sure that you're subscribed so you don't miss episode 11, looking back at the Rocky series and ahead to the continuation of the greatest rivalry in sports. But today we are not talking about that. We are talking all things draft. And Josh, I know you've been paying a lot of attention to the MLB draft. So let's just jump right into it and talk a little bit about the early rounds. Who did the Cubs take with their first pick and what do listeners need to know? Well, their first pick was a surprise to most of us, although I was very excited about you, and I'll tell you why. But their first pick was a player named Ryan Jensen, who's a right-handed pitcher from Fresno State. And I knew, I mean, when when I saw the pick come up, my first thought was, whoa. Because I knew two things. One, I knew I'd seen him pitch last week, and I had been really impressed with him. I'll say a little bit more about that later. And two, I knew that MLB Pipeline had him ranked as the 99th best prospect, and I knew a whole bunch of people were going to be angry on the website. (laughs) (laughs) And I wasn't wasn't looking forward to having to deal with them, because I remember the whole Hayden Simpson fiasco. Uh, So... Tell us more about this Hayden Simpson fiasco. Our listeners might not be familiar with that. Well, that was back in 2010. It was the second to last draft of the Henry regime. And Hayden Simpson was somebody on nobody's draft board. He was a Division II pitcher out of, and I don't even remember, a school in Arkansas, I believe. I don't remember the name of it right now. It's maybe Central Arkansas or something like that. And he was somebody who was, Jumping up draft boards apparently in the in the last few weeks up and up before the draft happened. But of course, these lists of you know draft rankings are made weeks and months in advance. And and Simpson wasn't even on some of these lists. And when the Cubs announced that they'd taken Hayden Simpson in the first round, the, the website just exploded. And <laughs> And, and 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 people were angry, and, and the, you know the angriness didn't bother me so much. But then people started making fun of Simpson, and that I really got angry at. I almost I just I just blew up. You know you know criticize Hendry all you want, but don't criticize a kid who just saw his dream come true. Right now now what happened to Simpson? We'll never know. We'll never know. I mean I I had scouts tell me. He was good. Um, maybe he wasn't a first-round pick, but he was good. The problem is, right after he came down with mono, and he missed a whole year with mono, then he came back, and apparently he hurt his elbow, 
and he didn't want to tell anybody because he'd already felt he left let the fans and let the organization sure. down with his mono. So he pitched through it, you know, and at that point his career was, was finished and he never amounted to anything. And I was just having these flashbacks that I mean, Jensen was at least on the board. Jensen was being mentioned as a second, third round pick. Simpson was way, way off. Um, okay. So tell me more. I was just going to say, tell me more about Jensen. What is interesting about Jensen? Why are people talking about him as a second, third round pick? You mentioned that you got to see him pitch last week. Tell me a little more about that. Well, I just, you know, I happen to live in the, uh, right now, in in the uh, Fresno State media market. So I was aware of him. I don't watch a lot of college baseball during the year. I tune in every once in a while, and I was aware. I knew he was good. And, um, but I did tune in to watch the, the first game of the of the regional that that uh, Fresno State was playing, the MCA regional, and he was pitching for Fresno State, and he absolutely dominated um, UC Santa Barbara for seven and two thirds innings. Wow! He had a fastball nine. I, I was just watching as a fan. But I tuned in and I watched, holy cow, 96, 97 mile an hour fastball with movement, a solid slider. I didn't see much of a change, but, but you know, I'm told he has one. Um, and I was like, holy cow. So I immediately went and looked him up. And I, yeah, and I got this 99th on MLB, MLB pipeline, 109th on, on, um, on Baseball America. And I thought, Let's get this guy in the second round. This guy's a great second round pick for the Cubs. Um, and I just thought, wow. Um, now Keith, Keith Law of um, baseball, uh, of ESPN, had him ranked 32nd. And I didn't see that initially. But um, someone asked just in a chat day after the draft, someone said, did the Cubs overdraft on Jensen? And he just said, well, they took him at 32 and I had him at – uh, they took him at 27, and I had him at 32. So, you know, and this right. left it there. And just it might be one of there. those situations where they knew somebody else was going to take him if they didn't jump on him right there. So they I, thought I've, it, w- yeah, it was going to be. Would, yeah, I've heard definitely he was going to go, go before the Cubs took again. And um, now the knock on him is that he's short. He's only about six foot, six foot, six foot one in that area. And he's a short right-hander. And we talked about that last week with Daniel Espino, who's the high school player who's got the 98, 99-mile-an-hour fastball, but he's a short right-hander. Jensen's got the same issue. Um, And so everyone wants to think, well, he's a bullpen guy. If he's going to be a short right-hander, he's going to be a bullpen guy. But although, as I saw last week, and as Keith Law has mentioned, who's been watching much more closely over the past few months than I have, so he holds that 96-97 deep into games. And that game against UC uh, Santa Barbara, he did not give up a hit until the sixth inning. He struck out eight. He walked only one. He did give up two runs in the in the. Uh, in the seventh, so yeah, I mean, he did, you know, he, he was tiring a little, but he pitched into the eighth inning, and he was still in the mid to upper nineties that way. So you know, you know, you want to say, well, you know, short right hander, he might might be a bullpen guy, but you know, if he can hold his 
his his fastball that late, then he can start just no matter what height he is. <laughs> I now, mean, I'm, I'm I'm sitting over here at five one, and I'm like, yeah, short, those short <laughs> six foot six foot one guys. Yeah, um, but you, <laughs> let you me... want six. You want to, uh, let me just say one other thing too. Yeah, yeah. His slider was really good when I saw him pitch. I hear it's much more inconsistent. He was on that night, but he's got it. If he can learn to, if he can learn to to be consistent with it, that's a mid level starting pitcher. You know, That'd which is all you can ask. That's all you can ask for with the 27th, 27th pick in the draft is a mid-rotation starter. And even at worst, you know, if he goes to the bullpen and becomes a very good late-inning reliever, that's not a bad thing. No, not at all. The Cubs could definitely use some bullpen help. We're going to talk more about pitchers in a second, but before we do, I want to talk about the Cubs' second-round pick, uh, Chase Strumpf from UCLA, because one of the cooler things that I saw during the draft was that this kid got drafted by the Cubs and like less than a minute later hit a home run? Which welcome was, to the was, welcome to the show, kid. He was he was on deck when they drafted him. He was standing on deck. I don't know whether he knew or not. I don't know if somebody yelled at him from the dugout. Hey, you got drafted. You know, somebody from the stands might have. But uh, yeah, uh, if, if Jensen was a little bit of a departure from traditional. The traditional people the Cubs take, you know, they don't generally take those. They do like college players, but they don't generally take the short right-handers. Uh, Strunk was very much in the mold of Nico Horner and those type of guys. That sort of smart middle infielder um, can hit for a really good plate plate zone discipline, can hit for average. Um um, maybe not great power. He he would have been a first round pick after his sophomore year. His junior year was not quite as was not quite as strong. He slipped a bit, uh, and so you know you say you know did he just have a down year? Is he just tired or or you know it, he's probably fine. He's 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 a he reminds me a little bit. Uh, well, quite he's not. I don't think he's good defensively. Although, although Horner's not a great defensive shortstop, he's he's adequate. He's good. Um, I don't. Th- I think he's you know he's going to be purely a second baseman. But you know he kind of reminds me of that same kind of approach at the plate. Real you know smart, drives the ball around, um, hit line drives, um, and you know he can hit a few home runs as we saw. As we saw, he hit that. <laughs> He clobbered that one. Yeah, that was outstanding. And in, in case you missed that, that is on our Twitter account at Cup of Cubby Blue. Um, beyond that, you know, I'm hearing that in the mid- middle rounds, the Cubs were taking a lot of pitchers. Um, people kind of described it as like trying to pack the bullpen. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Well, yeah, I don't, I don't have the final total. In fact, the draft, I think there's still one round left to go as we're speaking. There's two rounds left to go as we're speaking here. But I know it's like the first 19 draft picks, 14 were pitchers. And two of them were catchers. So, you know, we only had like three out, you know, infielder, outfielder. There were, you know, there were no outfielders. Um, one, the first outfielder they took was at 20. Um, and then they were, there were three infielders, two catchers, and, and 14 pitchers in the first 19 picks. Um, I think they're just taking, you know, you need the arms. They, they're taking a, a weakness in the system. They're just trying to 
approach it through just sheer numbers. You know, they only need one or two of these guys to come through to have a really good draft. You know, you take 14 of these guys, most of these guys are not going to make the main leagues. If right. one or two of them do, if one or two of them do, then you've got, you've got, you know, you have a successful draft there, at least amongst these pitchers. And so, yeah, you know, the one thing they did, and this was one thing that struck me, their third, fourth, and fifth round picks are all Tommy John surgery survivors. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and they're all guys who've either had Tommy John in high school or early in their college careers, and then they came back. For example, uh, Michael McAveen, their third round pick, uh, came up to Louisville. He was a starting pitcher in his freshman year, and then he got uh, then he got um, Tommy John surgery, and he missed. And he came back as a reliever. Uh, he's been relieving now. Some think he can go back. You know, now that he's further removed from Tommy John, he can go back and, and start. But you know, even if he can't, he's you know a pretty good reliever. Do you know? Uh, did you see him being in the news last week? I did not. Tell not me more. Oh, he got ejected from his regional tournament game because he threw a pitch right down the plate, looked at the ump and said, that's horrible. Oh, no. Because so... it was called the ball. So he got ejected, ejected and suspended for four games. Oh, wow. So this kid's a cub now. That's outstanding. Yeah, he's a cub now. However, you know, he there was going to fit right in. That, and it was an earlier game in that tournament. He got the final out of the game on a pitch that was a hundred mile an hour fastball right down the middle. That's pretty great. So, um, yeah. Anytime you got that, that, like my brother says, you can't teach a hundred. <laughs> no. Yeah. I don't think he doesn't, he doesn't hit that normally, but you know, he's, he can get up there. You know, he was really pumped that time, but you know, he can throw in the upper nineties. At least um, Oh, sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. While we're talking no. about pitching, though, last time Andy pointed out that there wasn't a ton of pitching at the top of this draft, and it sounds like the Cubs have taken a lot of pitchers. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Well, yeah. You know, I had talked a little bit about that, and and I don't think I was all that clear, but a lot of the really good high school pitchers are not ending up in college because the teams go to them and – um, they say they draft them out of high school and they say, look, you can go to college, but if you have Tommy John surgery, you know, you may never come back. We, we may not be interested in you in three years. And so there are some high school arms. So there's been a lot of, there's been a dearth of really quality arms um, uh, just because kids don't, you know, kids are going early they don't want to put all those miles on their arm in college. For college coaches who really aren't paid to develop major league pitchers, they're paid to win college baseball games. Sure. And so that's you know that's an issue. And on top of that, this was just I mean it was a it was a down year for pitching. This was the first time in the history of the draft that none of the top six picks were pitchers. The wow. seventh pick was a pitcher, but, but that was, that was a record. So it was a down, it was a down year. Now I don't expect them all to be this down, but I think it's something we can expect going forward. And that's kind of informs the Cubs approach. 
you know, get as many of these guys early when they're young or, you know, or as many as you can and hope one of them exceeds expectations. Um, and like I said, you've got three Tommy John surgery survivors here. You know, they don't always come back, but, you know, they often do. So you've got, you know, taking some chances here, but you really have to when, you, when you're picking this place for the draft. All right. We're going to talk a little bit more about some of the things that were interesting uh, with the Cubs picks in the draft. But first, we need to take a break for our sponsors. And we're back. So we were talking a little bit about, you know, trying to just hope, like draft and have some surprises that pan out in this position. Um, what was the biggest surprise of the draft for you? Um, well, other than other than uh, Jensen, uh, of the whole draft, I don't know, the, the, the Astros had a weird weird um draft draft um you know they pretty much fired their scouting staff and are pretty much only working on analytics now and uh you know i think i get thank god for the astros because you know people might have gone after the cubs you know jensen was real rich reach nah nah they were all talking about what the astros were doing like where did they why did they think that guy um their first round pick uh it was a catcher out of cal let me let me uh what was his name? Uh, it was like people were like, really? Um, uh, Corey Lee. Yeah, people were like, this guy's not anywhere near to being a first-round pick. Huh. Um, so, you know, a lot of people were saying that. And even people like Steve Waugh, who, are, you know, have more different look than, say, Baseball America and MLB Pipeline. I was like, no, that guy wasn't even in the first day for me. Um, so, you know, the Astros, they've got their own way. You know, we'll see if they're right. That was that was as far as the Cubs go. I think they've been. I think other than Jensen, they were pretty, pretty straightforward. Um, perhaps uh, the a, a lot of people, and this is what um, Jim Callis of um, MLB Pipeline said. You know, if the Cubs had taken Strump one, Hearn two, and Jensen three, um, Cub fans would be thrilled, and, and they got all three of them, just not in that order. And Hearn, who is um, we should probably talk about because apparently yeah, he's already ask. he's already found, signed. Apparently, oh, wow. um, yeah. Um, according to Dave Kaplan, he's already agreed to terms. He was the top catching prospect out of high school in the draft, and the Cubs drafted him in the sixth round. And they said they've agreed to second round money, which is somewhere a little over a million dollars. So they must have saved somewhere around a million, you know, somewhere around seven hundred fifty thousand dollars with their other first ten round picks that they could give give Hearn first round money, and he's a power hitting left handed catcher, great arm. Uh, I'm cold, and um, he he's he's a little raw, but you know. All high school catchers are a little, you know, there's very <laughs> right. few, there are very few polished high school catchers. Um, now, the track record of high school catchers in the draft, again, not real good. Um, you can mention a lot of catchers taken near the top of the draft out of high school that ended up being, eh, not really. I mean, Tony Sanchez, the Pirates, back about 10, 12 years ago, was one of the most famous. I think they took him with a third pick when a whole bunch of all-stars were still on the board. Uh, but it's, it's you know, 
this is what you, these are the risks you've got to take when you're taking later in the draft. And as far as you know, risk high school catcher goes, he's about as about as less risky as you know most of them. He's uh he's a talented guy, good athlete, um, and he's already agreed to, to terms. So at least according to Dave Kaplan, so that's good news there. And left-handed power hitter, you can always use that at Wrigley. Yeah, uh, well, left-handed power hitting catcher sounds great to me. I, I don't have a lot of complaints about that at all. No. Um, uh-uh. So, you know, thinking a little bit about previous drafts, not just this one, I know that we talked a lot about Nico Horner last time and his development and yeah. whatnot. Are, are there any other uh, prospects in the Cubs system that you think we should be keeping an eye on who's getting close, who can Cubs fans maybe expect to make an impact in the second half? Close? Well, close would be Adbert Alzelay. And we talked about Alzelay last time. He, since then, he's had another great start for Iowa. Awesome. Um, he is, he was, he was Pacific Coast League Pitcher of the Week. So that was good news. Um and so he, um, like I said, I'm a huge fan of him. He's not, his stuff isn't overpowering, but he works fast. Uh, you know, he, he gets up there. He, 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 this is how they turned his career around. They told him he was thinking too much on the mound. Just get up there, throw and trust your catcher. Just throw. And, and he, I mean, teams are, the batters are now trying to slow him down. They're trying to step out and trying to say, you know, you know, step out, you know, blah, blah, blah. But he just goes up there and he throws his stuff. Is, it's, you know, it's mid-rotation stuff. But, you know, when he hits his spots and he and he keeps the hitters off balance and he moves it around, I, I think he's great. And, you know, obviously he's a starter now, and that's really what he should be long-term. Um, unless there's an injury, there's not going to be a spot in starting rotation. But it's not it, – would, he could certainly come up in the next month or so and fill a spot in the bullpen. Yeah, um, that, that Iowa shuttle is constantly running back and forth for bullpen yeah. arms. Joe likes to, yeah. Joe likes to yeah. keep a fast track to Iowa. <laughs> yeah. One guy I'm really excited with, he was a guy, I mean, just he's a few years away, okay? But there's a guy in South Bend right now, an outfielder named uh, Brennan Davis that the Cubs took. Uh, was it the end of the first round last year? Let's see. They took him. Um, yeah, they took him in the, early in the second round. They took him in the second round last year, and he was considered to be kind of an athletic project. He hadn't played a lot of baseball in high school. He was he played a lot of basketball, and that was, he was sort of thinking of a basketball career. And he switched over to he he just changed his mind and went on baseball. So you're kind of expecting a long development on him. Well, they just promoted him to South Bend over the last few weeks. He's, what, 19 years old? And he has just been lights out now. It's only two weeks. So you gotta you got to temper your enthusiasm because anyone can have a hot two weeks. Um, but at 19 years old, he's just destroying the Midwest League right now. And if he's ahead of schedule, he's someone who could be really special because he's got the tools he just didn't have the experience because he hadn't played a lot of baseball you know he played um played played basketball and other sports and didn't didn't concentrate on baseball until late he's also here's the here's the thing you'll always remember about him he he, he raises pet alpacas 
That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so that's the thing you'll always remember. He's got a he's from Arizona, and I guess he's got some land out. His family's got he lives with his mom and had some land out there, and they raise alpacas. Awesome. So we will definitely be keeping an eye out for both Alzalay and Brennan Davis as the season goes on. Thank you so much for helping us out with all things draft oh, and all of these picks. Yeah, yeah um, maybe really late, later it. in the year we can talk We can talk minor leaguers. Yeah, I was going to say, as we get closer to September call-ups, you'll have to fill us in on who's out there and what we need to be yeah. keeping an eye on. Yep. Good luck with that. Good luck with the <laughs> Good luck with the podcast. Hey, thanks so much. Yeah, we're having fun with it. Um, And just so you all know, so you are hearing this episode on Wednesday evening or Thursday morning in all likelihood. Uh, We'll be recording our regular series by series check-in on Thursday after the Rockies game in the afternoon. And it will be ready for your Friday commute to work um, and we'll have you covered for all things Cubs and Cardinals and Andy, my partner in crime will be back with us for that. Thanks again, Josh. Really appreciate you joining us. That was my pleasure. And everybody have a great week. Bye.